I'm just going to assume that the microphone is on and sounds okay. Thumbs up from the back. Yeah, good. Thank you. <clears throat> Welcome to your first full day of retreat. We don't often use the term sacred in the Buddhist tradition, but this definitely feels like a sacred experience. You know, we're doing this really radical um, movement of taking ourselves out of the typical, mo- the typical rush, the typical planning, the typical get it done, the typical moving forward, the typical achieving, right? And we're allowing ourselves this experience of sitting still. And it's, it's, it's rare. You know, this is a rarefied gift that you're giving to yourselves. It's quite um, an act of defiance in a way to the norm of how we live. And so here we sit together in silence, renouncing comfort. <laughs> Hopefully you were comfortable last night. Did, any, did anybody sleep well last night? Did everybody sleep well last night? Great. <laughs> right? Sometimes putting it all down is like, whew, what a relief. Thank you. And then sometimes, it's, you know, there's the unfamiliar and the, um, the strangeness of too much quiet. Right, like for me, sometimes when I come here, I'm a super urban kind of gal, and uh, for me, it's a little too quiet when I first arrive. So the settling, the unwinding, the putting down, the letting go. Who am I? Who am I when I don't have something to do? Who am I when I don't need to produce or get it done, or plan or control? Right. So here we get this rarefied experience of meeting ourselves completely again in ways that we probably haven't in a while. Yeah. In ways that maybe we never have. So one of the first things that we want to do actually is this cell phone ceremony. <laughs> the 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 beginning of the renunciation, the letting go, the putting down, um, the addiction <laughs> that often comes with these cell phones, right? I don't know about you, but I check them way too often um, and I don't even know what I'm looking for, right? Like, what? Oh, is there an answer in there? <laughs> you know, and so there's this way that um, we continually look for answers outside, externally, And definitely, you know, in this device that supposedly gives us news and information and facts. (laughs) So um, we'll start with that. We'll start with what that feels like to put that down. And we have a basket. So how we'd like to do this is you can just line up. We'll, We'll have the line over here. So whoever has a cell phone with them in the hall, um, when it feels right to you, you can stand up. And um, we'll line up here. 
and I'm hoping that everyone put their name on it. Okay, so that's good. I'm hoping <laughs> that everyone put their name on it. Um, if not, we have tape and um, a Sharpie because you will want to find it eventually. <laughs> I am. So once we um, line up and we will, we will honor you with a bell ringing um, and, a, and a bow. And for those of you who maybe gave up your phones earlier, so you might not actually have it in physical presence, it's okay if you want to come through the line and, and just have the experience of the ceremony because it's actually quite beautiful. For those of you who are holding on to your phones, we honor you also. <laughs> um, and we know that sometimes it's just necessary to have it. You know, people might need to be in touch with us. Or, but really pay attention. Be really aware of how this, this device affects us and how looking at it um, can really pull us out of direct experience in ways that maybe aren't so helpful in a retreat experience. So we begin. Yes. Do you want a bell ring?
Okay, so shake it off. <laughs> we know it's a big deal. <laughs> this, is, this is beautiful. These will be held safely um, with the manager. Um, obviously, if you need them, they're, they're there. We're not, they're not disappearing. <laughs> um, but just, ch- just check out that experience of letting go of contact for a little bit. Yeah, letting go of uh, needing to know or uh, staying connected or that, that thing we think is staying connected. Something I didn't say last night, but I was thinking about, and Kate and I talked about um, yesterday, was a walkout, a Me Too walkout um, movement. <clears throat> so it was just being acknowledged that um, the Supreme Court investigations were happening. And uh, we were asked as women to wear black and to maybe walk out of our workplaces for a little bit. And I was thinking about how what we're doing actually is we're walking in. Right? So when we go on retreat, we are walking into, we're walking into um, intimacy. We're walking into a depth of knowing We're walking into um, deeply looking at experience as it's arising. We're walking into each moment. We're walking into mindfulness. Um, So this work, we're not walking out, but we're walking in together. So I, I just want to ask again, who, who in this room is on retreat for the first time? Silent, a silent retreat experience? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, we all are. <laughs> I have to say, every, every retreat is a first time. We never know what's going to arise, what's going to come. Um, but, you know, I'll repeat again, we are taking a radical departure from this normal way of being in the world. You know, I don't know what your lives look like, but I know that my life is pretty, um, you know, I don't even like this word anymore, but it's pretty busy. You know, it's one that has a lot of tasks and duties and, and obligations. And I like it. I love my life. It's a great life. And the mind needs a break sometimes. We need to um, press the pause button, press the reset button, remember, remember who we are, what we are, remember that we live in a body, right? We're not just walking heads, we're not just walking thoughts and, and walking systems, um, we live in a body, and oftentimes for women, this body isn't always um, an easy place to live. You know, society tells us what this body is meant to look like, what it's meant to do, how it's meant to perform. So when we come and we sit still, we re-engage with this, this form, this flesh that maybe, maybe we've never engaged with. Maybe we've always pushed aside or judged 
or manipulated or controlled, had opinions about. So here we are landing together in this body, this body that breathes, this body that has sensations, this body that has emotions and feelings. And so just the invitation right now, um, can you feel your body? This body. What does this body experience right in this moment? Maybe you can feel your, your bottom on the cushion, the pressure. Maybe there's a temperature, a texture. Maybe you can feel the coolness on your skin or warmth or a vibration. Maybe there's numbness. Maybe it's hard to feel the body and that's okay. Maybe it doesn't necessarily feel like a safe space yet or a space that's familiar. So when we move into this practice that we're doing together, we're, the practice we're doing here is insight practice, Vipassana practice. We're not looking for exalted states. We're not looking to escape. We're not looking for any sort of um, heightened realities. What we are looking for in our insight practice, our mindfulness practice, is what's happening here now, as it is, without apology, without needing for it to be different, without pushing away What does this body, what is the experience of this body? These beautiful feet, these beautiful hands, this head, this spine, this heart. And we don't need to define it or create any experience out of it just looking at what is this right now right here and this is the this is the path to awakening when we're in a constant state of trying to manifest or have an end game, we're not actually paying attention closely. So what's it like to get close? What are sensations telling us about this moment? The mind will have stories, will have plans, 
our beautiful personal assistant upstairs will not stop and that's okay. It's a misnomer in meditation that we are meant to not think. That is not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is having a relationship to those thoughts, have a relationship to these sensations, to know them, to embody them. What's going on now? And then what's going on now? And that's what's going on now. It's a purification process. It's a surmounting process. It's an opportunity to let go, put down, and just see clearly what's actually happening right now. So every morning, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of you are already in practice, but I just want to share a few things that every morning at this time will be a time for instruction. Each of us will give an unfolding of most probably the Satipatthana practice, the four foundations of mindfulness, an unfolding of how to practice within the insight mindfulness tradition. And so this is a, this is a you know, pretty mandatory time. It's a good time to come and see how to practice for the day. We'll give walking instructions. We'll give announcements. Um, so please, please come at this period. And a really beautiful part of retreat practice is, is this, group, um, this group support, the way we hold each other when we're sitting together. And so this is a really beautiful time to um, engage with the teachers, engage with the community, possibly learn something new, ways to work with your practice. So let's, let's sit together formally, um, finding a posture, a posture that is upright, awake, alert. These postures over the week um, will help you refine if it's not comfortable, if you have a posture that works for you already, um, that's great. Sometimes we need to sit in the chair, sometimes sitting on the floor, the cushions. Um, It can change. There's nothing super extra spiritual about being in a lot of pain on the floor. (laughs) You do not have to do that. A chair works. Standing is a really beautiful way to practice. If you know that your body has particular pain, we don't 
encourage lying down in the hall, but if it's something that your body needs, um, you can also do that against, you know, in the, in the back area. So really paying attention to this body. What does this body need now? So even for those of you that have your eyes closed, maybe just opening them for a couple moments and just checking out where you are, orienting to the room, the people around you. This practice is not about checking out. It's not about bypassing any experience. It really is about checking in, really seeing what's there. So where are, where are we? Where am I? You know, maybe even touching this body, feeling your legs, feeling your arms. I exist. I am here. (laughs) Right? (coughs) Letting yourself feel the sensations, the weight, the gravity that holds us in this body. The mystery of this flesh suit that we live in with bones and pus and guts and blood and (laughs) all those things that uh, you know we don't often think about so here we are in this posture in this body And then if closing your eyes is comfortable, allowing your eyes to close. If keeping your eyes open is helpful, that's fine too. Allow your gaze to gently land, you know, a a few feet in front of you. Not looking around the room, but gently gazing. And always first, just allowing yourself to land, arrive. Right here, right now. Just checking into whatever experience is there for you right now. What sensations are predominant? Like I said, maybe it's pressure of sitting on your cushion or chair. Maybe it's the element of temperature on your skin. Vibration, pulsation. Weight. And 
And then allowing your belly to soften. We don't need to manipulate or change our breathing, but just this depth of awareness that breathing is happening. And noticing when we soften our belly that with each inhale, the belly expands. And with each exhale, it contracts, pulls in. So we feel the expansion and contraction of the belly, the rising and the falling of the chest, the rib cage, the lung area. We can sometimes feel the sensations of air at our nostril area, at our upper lip. So allowing ourselves to Pay attention to that which is simple, not complicated. Breathing in and breathing out. Allowing the mind to take a break. We don't need to worry about this right now. Breathing is happening. Just breathing in and breathing out. No pressure, no expectation, no outcome. Just a knowing of this experience of breathing. We forgot to have everyone turn their phones off <laughs> before they put it in the basket. <laughs> so there's that too. <laughs> Sound arises and then I breathe.
This is actually quite perfect. One of the biggest teachings, life, you know, our mind will not stop. Our phones won't stop. (laughs) So what? Even just watching the mind's reaction around that right now. Can I put that down? And just allow breathing. to be the primary experience. Day one of retreat, just allowing ourselves to settle. Giving yourself permission over and over again. We'll forget. The mind will kick in. Totally normal. And then we'll remember sati. This word sati, mindfulness, remembering. We'll remember where we are. Returning back to the simplicity of just breathing. Expansion, contraction, rising, falling, sensation. And when the mind kicks in, don't worry about it. Notice it's there. Thinking is happening. Allowing yourself to put it down. And then just moving into the rhythm, the natural rhythm of breathing. Just receiving, receiving each breath. Not creating it, not manipulating it. It's a deep allowance for this process in the body.
And for some, connecting to breathing is very natural and easy and easeful. And sometimes we need to connect to other parts of our direct experience in the body. Sometimes it's helpful to land in the feet or the hands or sensations in the body. Check out what makes the most sense for you as a place to land. Sometimes we call it an anchor, a home base, a resting spot, a refuge. Where in your experience, when you get lost or caught in thought, where can you return to? Maybe it's the inhale and the exhale, or maybe it's a, an experience in your body. Sometimes it helps to find a neutral part of the body. Like for me, it is the hands. So kind of check that out for yourself. Where can you land? What feels easeful to come back to? And knowing that the process of going away and coming back, going away and coming back, That's what we're doing, remembering, coming back, this breath, this body, right here, right now. Nothing else we need to do. Keeping it very simple.
Just checking in, where am I right now? Allowing yourself to resettle. Reset. Breath, body. So check out what the mind is doing right now. There's any rejection of the experience, not doing it right. What am I doing? How should I do it? Just allow it to be very a very simple process. 
of re-engaging with what's happening here now. We're not used to this. We're used to distraction, pushing away. So allowing yourself to soften, the belly to soften, the body to soften. Receiving, experience as it arises here, sensations, breathing, sounds, smells. deep intimacy with the experience that you're having. We don't need to go anywhere. We don't need to do anything. Breathing in and breathing out. Bodily sensations.
And something I just want to explore with you that we don't often do. But I'd like to transition us into standing practice for the bodies that would like to do that. Just for a few moments. So only opening your eyes to the degree that you need to to stand. And again, if it's not right for your body, that's okay. Stay right where you are. But this is a completely important practice if you're feeling tired or sluggish or just need some energy in the body. So paying attention to your transition from sitting to standing. How often we move without even knowing what we're doing. And then just practicing closing your eyes again when you're standing, if you're if you so choose. Just checking out what it's like to be in the same practice while standing. Awareness of breathing. Awareness of the sensations in the body. Noticing preference in the mind. This was a terrible idea. Or I'm so glad I tried this. So whether sitting or standing, breathing is happening. Sensations in the body are happening. Thought processes arise and pass and we return back to this momentary experience.
And then when you're ready, if you're ready, you can stay standing if you'd like, if you'd like to sit back down. Just knowing that that's always an option during our practice periods. And then when we sit, noticing what changes, different sensations. So we'll be in here for a little bit longer together. Um, You want to get comfortable. But just, you know, just for today, today's a, you know, today's a day of just establishing our stillness, establishing our silence, establishing quietness. Oftentimes we're exhausted today, you know, because we've just come from really busy lives and and you know, even getting here, getting to retreat, all of the support systems, Spring talked about that last night a bit, you know, all the people that are helping us to be here, the people that we've maybe left behind, our animals, our children, our, you know, all of these things, um, we've been busy. And so really taking care of yourself today, knowing that it's a big adjustment. 
You know, we often think, oh, I'm going on retreat. This is great. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I get to put it all down. But it's actually some really important, deep, big work. So allowing yourself just to settle. Be kind to yourself. Take it slow. Follow the schedule. It's so easy. Just follow the schedule. A bell. Okay, good. I'll go. <laughs> Meal. Okay, good. I'll go. Sleep. Cool. Going to do that. Right? And just let the schedule sort of move move for you. Um, so a few things, but first I want to open, I want to open the the room. We want to open the room to maybe any questions, but I'm also curious about intentions. You know, why retreat? Why a woman's retreat? What sort of intention did you come in with? Um, You know, some of us come into practice with a lot of pain or confusion or wanting to solve things, figure things out. Some of us come because we want to deepen our practice, learn more. Some of us come for community. Um, so just, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, here we are in this circle together, not strangers. Even though we're in silence together, we get very intimately interwoven. We support each other. Um, yeah, so if anybody would like to share, why retreat, why now, why women? <laughs> and a microphone. We'll go around. Okay. Um, I particularly love the the theme of wisdom rising. I'm looking to get, well, I'm looking to gain a better relationship with my inner wisdom so that I can trust it and listen to it better and know that it's coming from a place of love and protection when it comes forth and to not question it or doubt it like I have. Um, so, yeah, to be able to listen to that voice more intently and, um, yeah, and, and just love the wisdom that is there for me to um, embody. Thank you. So maybe you, there's someone right behind you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hello, can you hear me? Cool. Um, I'm really, this is my first uh, woman's retreat and I'm really curious to see how it's going to go because every time that I go to places to teach, the teachers come from a male perspective and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I was just feeling the need to connect to like this female energy. So I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. 
Hi. Um, I also connected to this retreat because of the name Wisdom Rising. Um, and as to why now, I um, helped care for my mother who passed away earlier this year. And in the last years of caring for her, I realized not only was I caring for her, but she took made a point of sharing her life wisdom with me. Um, so it was a two-way gift that was happening. And I just thought, what better way to honor her than to continue on that quest of pursuing wisdom with my life. Thank you. If you wouldn't mind, yeah, thank you. This is my first retreat ever, so thank you for welcoming me. I chose this retreat as a way to know what wisdom is. I don't even know if I understand the definition. I've never explored it before. And I find silence to be very loud. Um, And so I would like to learn how to quiet it. Why now? Um, I would like to experience silence before uh, I have a baby for the first time. Um, (laughs) As I'm about to enter motherhood, I'm about halfway through. So really putting the pedal to the metal. (laughs) But I would like to understand silence before silence is hard to understand. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I am here after uh, just finishing chemotherapy treatment for ovarian cancer. Mm. I had a hysterectomy, and I'm feeling pretty disconnected from my femininity. Compassion practice has been what has gotten me through the healing part of my journey, and right now is an inflection point between needing to focus on that compassion and having the space to turn to wisdom Um, and I'm so thrilled to be able to do that here with everyone thank you I'm here because I enjoy coming once a year for my annual recharge of my battery (laughs) but I've been realizing in the last couple of weeks since I turned 70 I didn't have the birthday that I wanted to have I was taking care of others. I was thinking of their needs when I chose the restaurant and so forth. And I realized that in my adult life, this was the most important decade birthday ever. And I was very disappointed. So I want to learn how to better take care of me because I know it should have been a day for me to be celebrated. And I wasn't celebrating myself. Uh, Coincidentally, I was assigned to the um, Upiksha um, residence. And that issue is something that I've been struggling with. One of the, the yoga sutras tells us to feel joy towards those who are happy, compassion to those who suffer, friendliness to those who are happy, and equanimity towards 
people who are evil. And I am struggling with that on both a, um, a political level and a personal level. So uh, I hope that I can learn to uh, feel and um, give equanimity. So thank you. This is my first retreat ever, and um, I will be starting the mindfulness meditation teacher training uh, with Jack and Tara in February, and thankfully, a week-long silent retreat is a requirement for that, or else I might not have taken this time. Um, I grew up in a very male-dominated family, and my schooling was very male-dominated, the culture around me was very male-dominated, and I felt very disconnected from the feminine within me for the first 40 years of my life. And in the last couple of years, building a sisterhood has been vital to healing. So this just feels like the next step on that journey within and without. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing, everybody, first of all. Um, yeah, I'm a midwife and I'm in the middle of a mindfulness facilitated training, so I worked a lot with women. And um, when 11 years ago my son was born, I recognized how I always taken care of other people in my job, also as a midwife. And then I finally realized how important it was to, um, or how actually everybody lost their own connection with their bodies and connection with women together. Everybody thinks that they have to need to figure it out for themselves. And I think from ancient times, women are always worked together and we lost that so I feel very privileged um, I'm from the Netherlands I'm going back home next year I'm living here for five years and I feel so privileged to be here in Spirit Rock and also to gather and feel that women and feminine power and I'm really so into we need to find our empowerment back to each other and to our own self so I want to learn it myself more and also to bring it more into my work. So thank you. Thank you. I um this is my first residential. I did a non residential on um the fierce heart. Um, and it was, uh, and it was just women. Am I, I think it was fierce heart. You, t you two taught. And, um, and it was just women. And it was uh, scary. And I think one of the things that you said 
somebody said at the beginning about how hard women can be on women. And I didn't realize coming in that that was part of the fear. So that helped a lot. But what I got out of that <clears throat> was how many women in the room um, kind of hated themselves and had a lot of internal anger and um, pain towards themselves. Um, and it was felt, it gave me permission to start to find compassion towards myself because I could feel the compassion towards the other women in the room. And I knew their struggle. I felt it. Um, at least for a couple of days after I felt that. <laughs> um, and people in my family noticed it. Um, it didn't last. I, I didn't want to leave and have a feeling it'll probably feel the same way at the end of this. And then tying into that, it's um, it was a birthday gift. My birthday will be the last day of the retreat when I turn 56. Um, and I'm finding it so hard to live in this world right now, in our country. Um, uh, men keep screwing things up. And I feel strongly if we... Um, if we ruled the world, we would all be better. And I think we have to find the way to support each other to do that. And um, having that self-hate uh, and the bad messages is not the way to do that. And so I think I have to keep struggling and, and learning and trying to come out of that so that we can support each other. That's why I'm here. Um, I'm here, I had a lot of few teachers two years ago um, in Santa Rosa. I think we talked a lot about opening our hearts and that completely changed my life and immediately walked into like the dark night of the soul, like in a time when like uh, myself and my community like had kind of horrific losses in terms of, I don't know deaths in our community and I don't know I just walked through that and now it's like two years later or something and I'm sober and I have done all these things to love myself and I feel like I've completely changed and been humbled and I brought those teachings with me through like I don't know fulfilling a bunch of dreams of mine that I couldn't have done and without losing all that stuff and um it feels like this is an end of that period of time in a way to like celebrate it and then move into something new. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, I think in this retreat, just sitting down now, I feel like so much self-hatred or like so much pressure on myself. And I know that in my daily life, I am always working against anger. So that's really what I am trying to work on. Uh, here is like a higher degree of self-acceptance and trying to get underneath whatever triggers this anger and not have it arise in my life. Thanks. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we have, we're going to do, we'll do um, maybe one or two more. And then. Um, hi, my name's Christy and um, my mom passed away unexpectedly in May. And at that time, I had just lost a job that I left a 16-year career to take. So um, life is in 
a bit of turmoil right now. <laughs> and um, I was raising, still am raising two boys by myself because um, I lost a husband to cancer uh, a while ago. So now it's kind of hitting me that um, I've really got to get my shit together <laughs> because it's all on me. And um, I've really connected with what you're saying about um, Pashma Paramita. I've kind of been trying to find my goddess and work with finding my feminine um, power to turn to because I, um, I really need to have that strength um, to guide me. Um, I'm just really looking for guidance. Thanks. Thank you. If we have one more that's just burning to go. Uh, is there? Over there. That'll be the last one. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, this is also my first retreat ever. Um, so I feel really grateful to be here. I, um, I came to Wisdom Rising in particular because uh, my 20s have been a time of constant transition and a lot of really beautiful growth. Um, and I've learned so much through social justice work and community with others, but I've also, they've also been a time of instability um, and constant transition. And I feel like in moments where I'm in transition, it's much harder for me to tap into inner wisdom. Um, so I was so excited to come to this community of women and learn more about tapping into inner wisdom and inner strength from all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, so a few things. Anna is going to introduce um, a mandala practice at 11.30 today, but you wanted to talk about it for a couple minutes, right? So this is a day of introducing all of you to the various practices that we will be doing together all week. And one of the practices, which is kind of a unique feature of this women's retreat, is mandala drawing. Now, for many of you, this may sound like gobbledygook, and that's fine. But it, it, it's a way of opening another channel of... of uh, the intuition of our own wisdom because when we draw with simple materials just colored pencils, markers, oil crayons just simple things we are learning how to listen listen more carefully to what is inside that wants to be expressed through color, through shape very simple process. You don't have to be an artist. It's not about the product. It's not about making something we would call art. It's about learning to access that channel within you that has some something important to say to you, that has some wisdom in it, but that we often ignore. 
So I'm going to give um, some instructions in the mandala process at 11.30. So if you, this is optional. You don't at all have to do this, but if you want to come and just see what it's about, I will be here and I'll have some handouts. And then we'll go downstairs where the mandala drawing will be happening during this retreat. We have a, we'll be setting up a studio down there that will be open to you 24-7. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep, you can come and do some drawing. Um, it's just a silent practice. It doesn't need to be guided by anybody. But I want to give you the basic instructions at 11.30, and then we'll go down and you can begin to work with the materials. So um, that's the mandala deal. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so two quick announcements, and then Devin's going to um, give us some guided instructions on the walking practice, because as, as you've probably noticed, that we sit and we walk, um, just like we did the standing practice. There are multiple postures, sitting, walking, standing, and lying down to practice in. Um, so Devin's going to introduce the walking practice, which is on the schedule. Um, but two things first. Uh, as far as notes, leaving notes for teachers, managers, um, you're not leaving notes for each other. You know that, right? That's part of the noble silence, so you won't be leaving notes for each other. But if you're leaving notes for managers or teachers, there are specific places to do that. Um, the teacher's board, it, when you walk out this door, the teacher's board, you'll see it clearly marked with our names, is the first bulletin board. The second bulletin board along that wall is for the managers. And then the third bulletin board is for us to leave notes for you. So if we need to tell you something or let you know about something, we will leave notes there for you. So please do check that board. Even if you're not expecting a note, we might be trying to um, engage with you in some way. So check that board. That's one thing. Um, the other is the upper walking hall is not for yoga practice. There is a lower walking hall. So if you walk out this door, you'll see this set of stairs. There's a hall there. Half of it's for walking practice. Half of it is for moving practice, personal movement practice. No? Oh, because of mandala. So where's the, where's, where are people doing yoga? So there is downstairs in the lower walking hall, there is an area for yoga practice. And there's an area for the mandala drawing. So we'll be sharing that space. Both are done in silence. And there's screens that mark the division between the two. So I don't think there'll actually be a problem. So but no please walking. don't do yoga in the mandala space. And we don't do mandalas in the yoga space. <laughs> okay, so yoga can also can happen in the council house. It can happen in your rooms and the common areas of the, the living spaces, um, but not the upper walking hall. Okay, so actually Kate's going to talk about yoga a little bit. Thanks. So um, good morning. Um, so just a couple of things about the movement practice, especially since I know some people haven't been here on retreat or a lot of people's... Um, first retreat ever, which is really exciting. Also, hello to some of you I recognize from past uh, women's retreats. So, um, 
what I wanted to say primarily, I mean, mentioned a little bit yesterday, uh, my our interest in accessibility and being able to practice in here with lots of different um, kinds of bodies and all of our abilities and disabilities and needs. Um, and I did get some notes that there's a few people who are pregnant on retreat, some people who prefer sitting practice. So, um, you know, feel free to just let me know and I'll try to um, provide instructions that are as good for you as possible. Um, and what I like to have folks do is bring their yoga mats to the 2.30 sit in this room and then we'll actually, we'll expand the circle to be like a blossoming flower just like out <laughs> and you'll, uh, and we'll practice yoga and then we'll like collapse the flower back in for the, for the sit afterwards. Um, so it, it also if you have things that you're, um, little nest that you don't want people to touch, I would suggest um, removing those before the 2.30 sit um, or taking them with you if you leave um, during the movement practice. Um, and the other thing about the practice is that it will be like slow. <laughs> and um, I was talking with the folks in the office this morning that um, when I, I, I came into meditation through dance practice and then a really hardcore vinyasa yoga practice and I was a little bit of a speed demon and so when I came to my first retreat and we did a much slower practice there were a couple of days where I thought I might actually die um, <laughs> of slowness <laughs> uh, and then it really it it kind of revealed the the fruits of that practice that it opened up this sense of um, actually feeling my body and caring for my body um, not just for what it could do, but like the miracle of what it was to actually have this sensory body. And so um, we'll be exploring the mindfulness of body in the movement practice. It's a way to um, have more continuity of mindfulness throughout the day and be able to explore some of the morning instructions in a different form. And um, I wanted to say that because uh, if you do enjoy a really rigorous practice, there is the space downstairs or you can do it in your room. Um, and also just um, encouraging you if you have any, if there's any part of you that's interested or curious to just give it a try. Um, I will, because I'm going to be trying to accommodate different needs in the room, um, it won't be, you know, there will be times where I'll have to be like, okay, if you're sitting, do this. If you're standing, do this. If you're lying down, do this. And so it might not be as seamless as sometimes the movement practice is, but I think that we'll find a lot of joy in being able to practice together. And it's such a rare um, experience to be able to practice with where people are moving together. And it's this amazing quality of sangha community and where we can also be comfortable to do what we need to do to take care of our bodies and do our own thing a bit so um i look forward to seeing many of you this afternoon and um oh one last thing about the practice someone mentioned to me about hands-on assist so i don't do like hands-on you know sometimes you'll go to yoga class and people will like adjust you don't do that so much in this um setting in part because I don't really know you and I can't ask for your permission because you're in silence. And so that would be, I think, um, 
it, we just tend to not do hands-on assist. So if I don't do that, it's not because I don't care about you or something. But, um, but I'll try to give as much verbal instruction as possible. Question back here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and get a mat from upstairs or downstairs and bring it in here. Sometimes I fold it up and put it underneath the cu cushion. You can just get a little extra elevation. And, and then when it's time for yoga, you can pull it out and pull it back. Yeah. Okay, that sounds a good idea. So um, upstairs mats, if you can bring them down. And I'll bring a few down. Um, also, I won't bring all of them down, but I'll bring a few down for people who don't do stairs so that if you want to just swipe one on your way in, you can. Okay. Okay, so I know this is a lot of information <laughs> that you guys are getting. Um, and just to bring you back a little bit to your body, <laughs> how's your body? Good, good. How's your mind? Yeah, okay. So I have the honor of um, introducing walking meditation this morning. And, of course, it's beautiful. Kate has been mentioning there's all different bodies in here, right? All different abilities. And so this is an invitation. And really, the emphasis is to make this your own practice. So finding your way so that walking meditation really becomes a support um, and a beautiful way to blossom into your own body, your experience, right, with movement. So you've noticed we have this schedule that's sitting, walking, sitting, walking. And sometimes in the hall, we'll give a lot of instructions for sitting. And walking seems like maybe it gets a little bit of short shrift. But I want to emphasize, this is a really beautiful practice. Walking meditation, one reason why we alternate is because it has the power to balance our energy. So if we're feeling really restless and like a lot of thoughts coming up, Walking will help us calm. There's something about the biology that the body rhythm is like slows down a little bit. Or the other way too, if we're feeling sleepy and dull, walking meditation can help uplift the energy. So strong encouragement to do it. Yeah. And there's many ways too. So I'll introduce a couple and then you can play around and find what resonates best for you. So we'll go ahead and stand up. And just like Joanna was saying, it's really nice to have this continuity of awareness. So we're aware of the body while we're sitting, and then we can be aware while we're moving. And just noticing the body getting up. There's this natural way, right? How does it know to stand? If it feels appropriate to stand right now. You can feel the breath. We have these bodies, this breath with us, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down in all our activities. And so we just did some brief standing meditation. It's a lovely posture for if you're feeling sleepy in the sit and you want to stand up. 
and just simply stand. You can do a lot of standing during your walking practice. And for me, I often like to start the walking session with a period of standing. So the uh, instructions traditionally are to find a space, pretty much straight path that's mostly flat, that's about 20 paces. And so that can be um, outside, really anywhere outside. As we said, we have a walking room that's up the stairs here. Um, are there other places where we have inside walking? I think maybe it's just that walking. The dorms, yep. You can find your space. And now it's such beautiful weather, but not in here. Um, and it's really lovely to try barefoot, right? To feel all the sensations in your feet. So find your spot and notice that process even of choosing. I know for me, I'm always like, what's the best, most beautiful walking place, right? Just notice if you're planning with that. It's okay, you're just noticing wherever you're gonna walk. And then you find your path and stand there. You can start just by pausing. And then it can be interesting to experiment with pace. So sometimes it's nice to start at a, at a fairly regular pace and walk your distance, pause, turn, and then another regular, kind of regular walking pace coming back. And feeling the feet, feeling the movement of the body. It's nice to help calm the mind if you keep your eyes in a soft downward gaze, just noticing your path, right, looking down, and really keeping the attention in the body. So there's more going on. Walking meditation in some ways is more challenging because there's your eyes are open and there's sounds and there's all kinds of things going on. But it can be really helpful. You're just coming back to your body as the anchor. And for me, especially if you're barefoot, it's so nice to just feel the sensations in the bottom of your feet. Okay? So let's just do this really, like, gently together. So we'll just raise our right foot. And go ahead and take a step, feeling the sensations in the bottom of the feet. I know we don't have a lot of room here. You can take another step. Yeah, navigating around cushions. Good, just feeling the feet. Good. And then maybe pause. So a lot like sitting, there's nothing special to do, right? The body knows how to walk. So you don't, you can relax into it. Don't need to force or fabricate. You can really just feeling the sensations of walking. Okay. And you can kind of stay, you can play around, you can go backwards if you want. <laughs> Noticing balance. Feel the muscles in your legs working. Relaxed awareness, just knowing the body. Good. And so if you started a regular walking pace throughout the period, you can experiment with going slower. And it can be nice to sort of slow down more and more throughout the session. And then it can be kind of a game, like how slow can you go? Just being very precise with your attention. So sometimes practice brings out the kid in us. And I really like to see walking as, this is a play, right? We're sort of experimenting. How do we know the body? How is it to move? Trusting that it knows how to do this, okay? 
So notice you're getting very serious about your practice. There's no real right way to do it, but it can be really lovely to just follow the schedule, as Joanna was saying. Sit, and then walk, and then sit. And stay curious about how it's regulating your energy, too. How is your mind and body responding? Okay? So we have a period coming up, and I think um, the bell will be rung, and then we'll be back in here for a sitting at 11. Is that right? Okay. Awesome. So you've just got a short period to walk. And enjoy. It's beautiful. Okay. Happy practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.